Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Greetings, and welcome to the New Christian Podcast. Today, we're in episode six of the New Christian Podcast uh, in series or season two, and we're going to be talking about spiritual growth and how it is a choice for each Christian to grow spiritually. You know, when we look at what it is that makes us grow as Christians, many of us could name that certain point in our lives when we had a turning point as such in our spiritual growth. Maybe it could have been uh, something drastic that happened in your life, uh, or it could maybe it would be a friend that um, helped guide you and mentor you, or maybe it could have been just your own sin that convicted you uh, in uh, an effort to uh, jumpstart your spiritual growth. Whatever it was, you made a choice to take your new faith and your relationship with God seriously, and you chose to grow. The blessings that we enjoy in Christ include not only salvation, but also a renewal, a renewal of our hearts. You know, in in, uh, Romans chapter 12 Uh, verses 1 and 2, it says, we have a renewing of our minds because of what Christ has done for us. Everything about the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, uh, albeit we're still in a growth period, sometimes we stumble and fall, everything about us has a renewed mind, a renewed thought as we grow closer to Christ and we grow spiritually in our walk with Christ. You know, when I was a new Christian, it took me some time to understand that just praying a prayer and being baptized was not enough. Now, now I have to clarify that because I probably hear some of you thinking, well, isn't he talking about a work salvation? No. Uh, let me clarify that. I'm not saying that sal- works has to do with salvation. I know that our salvation is a free gift of God through grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone, with glory to God alone. That's what I, I truly believe that scripture points to that. What I am saying, that God called me and he's calling you to a much closer relationship with him. Not just calling us a Christian, a quote-unquote Christian, as we may have grown up in a quote-unquote Christian family or our parents uh, always said, hey, we're Christians, Uh, but living it out in everything we say and everything we do. That requires spiritual growth. 
So, but sadly, uh, not all Christians or quote-unquote Christians grow spiritually. Many have been Christians for years with little change or improvement in their life. They are no more and often less useful to the Lord than when they first became Christians. Failing to grow, they become stagnant like a pool of water. Now just think about this for a second. Um, If you've ever had a pool in your backyard, you know that it takes work to keep it clean. You have to chlorinate it. You have to use the skimmer to get the the garbage out. Sometimes you even have to use an underwater vacuum to vacuum the floor of your pool to make sure that it stays clean. You know, or think of a garden. If you've ever gardened, Uh, you plant your plants or your vegetables and you have to continue to weed it. You have to continue to water it and supply it with uh, its nutrients so that they'll grow. That's the same thing with our spiritual growth. Our spiritual growth requires work. It requires us to uh, weed that garden, weed out the bad stuff, weed out the, the things that hinder our growth. And sometimes we have to work at it. It takes work. Spiritual growth is a choice. Just like we have to choose to have a clean pool or a pond in our backyard, we have to make that choice to grow in our faith and knowledge in God. It doesn't happen by default, unlike physical growth. Now think of this. When we're parents or even, you know, when we study in school that physical growth, uh, growing from a a baby to a child to a teen to a young adult to middle age to old age, that happens automatically. That's not something we can stop. We grow automatically automatically. Spiritual growth, like emotional growth or maturity, occurs only when you choose to grow. So what is the catalyst uh, of spiritual growth? What is the the linchpin or the thing that helps us spiritually grow? What is it for you and I that makes changes for us that click into our minds or our, our, our way of thinking? that will remove us that will move us forward from exploring Christ to being Christ centered our spiritual beliefs are what we believe about Christ and what he tells us he must we must become the most important part of our lives he has to become the most important part of our lives i've said this many times uh before we only do the parts of the Bible we truly believe. In other words, if we don't do something that the Bible tells us we should be doing, then we don't we must not believe it. The Bible tells us this when we accept Christ as our savior, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. You can find this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Also, as and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead, uh, Paul says this in Romans. Also, 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is true, truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let your God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasant and perfect. Now, this is what I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is Paul speaking there. Uh, Just a little uh, translation difference uh, in that one. uh, uh, Rather than using an NIV translation, I use the New Living Translation. Uh, I think it gives us a better uh, understanding of uh, of that those two verses uh, it helps us to clarify it i think our attitudes also play a role in in our spiritual growth our weak beliefs hinder our spiritual growth if we don't buy into the gospel with everything we have then we are pawns to live out those things that christ calls for us to do see we have to have the command by God. Now, God gives us the command in the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Jesus commanded his apostles and us to make disciples and baptize them and teach them to obey. Or observe is what he means there. Observe or obey. All things he has commanded. Implicit in this command is to teach, is that disciples would be obedient learners, like consistently growing as they learned and obeyed their Lord. You see, that's implicit in that verse. It's a command to teach and for us as disciples to obey be active learners. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39, Jesus replies and says this, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus here is repeating an Old Testament command from God to love the Lord. What happens most in this is that we get a heart and soul part, we get the heart and soul part right, but we forget the mind part. Notice what Jesus said in there, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The idea of growth is not just the Gospels. Looking, Look here at, at 
Peter, at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, it says, In view of all this, Peter says, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a genuine provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The most you grow... When the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christians, that didn't, did not grow with a stern rebuke. The writer of Hebrews gives us that stern rebuke. He says in chapter 5, verse 12, all the way through chapter 6, verse 1. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teachers, teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid foods. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid foods is for those who are mature, who through training have the skills to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You see, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you should have some maturity growth, some, some spiritual growth. But what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that some of you are still on the basics of Christianity when you should be more mature in your faith. So let's, let us stop going over the basic teachings. It says here in chapter 6, uh, verse 1 uh, continues, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. We don't need to continue to go over uh, our repentant hearts and the, and salvation and the basic teachings of, of Christ and, and, and the Bible. When, as new Christians, we should begin from the moment we make our profession of faith to trust in Christ, we should start our growth process. Now, that takes a lifetime. I agree with that. And many pastors and uh, preachers have said this takes our entire lifetime of growth. We never get to the end point until we've make, made it to heaven with Christ. But it is a growth process that as you mature and as you grow, you will continue 
to be more and more like Christ as we grow. Spiritual growth is not an option reserved for just a few select Christians. It's not for the pastor. It's not for the preachers. It's not for the church leaders. It's for every single one who places their faith in Jesus Christ. People grow physically by default, unless there's some type of disorder, obviously. No effort is required on our parts. We mature physically whether we want to or not, but don't think that just because you grow older, you grow spiritually. That's key. Jesus said it requires labor in John chapter 6, verse 27. It says, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your that the Son of Man came to give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of approval. Paul wrote that it requires work. Pressing on, he says, God assists us in our growth while we work out our growth. God is working in us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 says, Paul says, Dear friends, you always follow, followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Or Paul says in Philippians chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, has called us. Peter wrote that it requires diligence. Like physical health, physical growth requires regular exercise. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 uh, through 8, uh, Paul gives Timothy this. Do not waste your time arguing over godless ideas, and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefit in this life and in the next to come. God desires to complete the work he started when he saved us, right? Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, And I am certain that God who began... The good work with, within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on this day of, that Christ Jesus returns. We are strengthened by God in our efforts, right? He strengthens us by his spirit in our inner man. Ephesians, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. He empowers us with unimaginable power that is in us, his might, right? Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 11, Paul says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand Stand firm against all strategies of the devil. 
There is no excuse not to grow. For Christ strengthened us with God, our aid, and our spiritual growth is possible. What does all this tell us as we wrap this up? First, we have to change our attitudes. It has to change towards God's word. We have to cultivate an attitude of God's word, all of God's word, not just to pick and choose the parts to believe. The Bible says faith without works is dead in James. It tells us that if the fruit is not there, that we have to check our motives behind the works. Also, it is true faith if what we are doing is not. And second, jump in with both feet which means we have to surrender our entire lives to God. As we close this week's uh, podcast, I want to thank you for joining us uh, all this time so far uh, since the beginning of this podcast. Um, please share this uh, podcast with your, with your brothers and sisters, your friends, your Christians, uh, and those who uh, might not know Christ. Uh, because I think it is beneficial to all of us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It, 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 it's our eternal souls uh, at stake here. Uh, so I want to thank you for joining us this week, and I look forward to uh, sending you our next message next Friday next week. May you be blessed. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. uh, Links links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, And I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.